Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord, having been made a curse for us, for it is written. Curse is anyone who hangs upon a tree that the blessing of Abraham Right, that's 14, verse 14, right? Verse 14 says that, that the blessing of Abraham will come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. And what? That, that, Jesus said, that we might receive the promise, what? Of the, of the Spirit. The promise of the Spirit. So then the reason why Christ redeemed us is so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us and when the blessing of Abraham comes upon us the resultant effect is that we receive the spirit the promise of the spirit the spirit is is promised in Joel chapter 2 verse 28 God says it shall come to pass in the last days that I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh those days the spirit comes upon Elijah and it goes comes upon Samson so you read in, in Judges chapter 16, Judges chapter 14, Judges chapter 3, Judges chapter 6. You read where the Bible says that and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. He came upon uh, somebody, somebody mightily and he did this. So it's like the Spirit of God is not resident. He comes and goes. So you, you see, I think Judges chapter, particularly the one I like is 14 verse 6. Uh, the, the Spirit of the Lord came, came, came mightily upon him. That's something. A lion tried to attack him. He didn't realize that he was dealing with someone who the Spirit of God has found a habitation around. So the lion, the lion thought this is meal on wheels. The strongest of the beasts is a lion. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 30, he said, The lion turns back for no one. It's a fear, fiercest. It's a, a lion which is mighty among the beasts and does not turn away for anyone from any. When the lion sees you, you can't, you can't, you can't intimidate a lion. Of all the beasts, he came out. He saw something. This this something guy looks sumptuous for food. And Bible says there, and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore the lion like you tear a goat piece of goat. Yeah, a human being with without any weapon in his hands. Meanwhile, a lion, a lion, when he hits you, it's more than a, 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 a tractor has hit you. Very strong. And their jaw, they can sink their jaw in your skull and to crush it. It will crush you. Lion, and they are big. Came, came against them. The Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Samson. Came upon him. And so, can you imagine? He was walking. He didn't even know the lion was hiding. The lion was coming. He saw him and he charged on him. Between the time the lion charged and the time he got to Samson, the spirit of the Lord came in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the lion charged and the spirit came. The lion charged, the spirit came upon him. And he, he turned and he picked the lion. He threw him and ow, put him aside. That's what the Holy Spirit can do. So when Mary was going to, uh, the angel said, Mary, you're going to have Jesus in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 34. Mary said, but how, 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 how can this be? I, I, I don't know any man. I'm a virgin. 
how can I have a child? This is it's not possible. He said, Don't worry. He said, The Holy Spirit shall come upon verse 35. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. How can these things be? He said, The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. How can these things be? The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. I'm not surprised some of you are not saying it. I said, How can these things be? The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. How can these things be? The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. The Holy shall come upon you. Ruach Adonai. The Ruach Adonai shall come upon you. And the power, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, the power of the highest, the power of the most high. What is higher than the most high? Wow, wow. When you say, when we talk about God being the highest or the most high, there's nothing higher than the highest. And his power comes upon you when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What? So the Holy Spirit is power. Said, and the power of the Holy Ghost shall uh, the, the Holy and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, what is going to be produced of you cannot you can't claim ownership. Yeah. You can it will be obviously God. Then Nicodemus said to Jesus, John 3, 2, he said, No man can do these things except God be with him. When God is with you, your results will show. Your results will show that, no, there's something. Now, listen, when God is with you, he's he's with you by the Spirit. So Jesus Christ could not do anything. Can you imagine? He was not able to do anything that was worth recording. What? A whole Jesus from the time he was born. Why didn't they record anything? It wasn't worth recording. Why? Because it wasn't worth it. Why wasn't he worthy? Was he not special? Yeah, he was special, but it didn't matter. Until he went to be baptized by John. And the Bible says, as he was being baptized, the heavens was open, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And guess what? And alighted on him, settled on him like. And the Holy Spirit settled on him. John said, I don't, I've been asked by God to go and introduce somebody. But I don't know who I'm going to introduce. So, how are you going to introduce him? That's why John, do you know why John was alive? To come and introduce the Messiah. That's, all the, that's the reason why he was born. That's why after Jesus was introduced, he died. Uh, look at the circumstances leading to his death. It's so bizarre. I just, just one small girl was dancing, dancing and wiggling her waist and wiggling her waist. And the king, the king was saying, whoo, a whole king. Think about this. <laughs> A whole, a whole king, someone, a girl dancing. It had so much impact on the king. That, do you know what the king said? The king said, anything you ask, want, ask me to the half of my kingdom. Ah! Hey. Huh? What if I say, I'll give it to the half of my kingdom. What kind of dance can make somebody say that? A preacher man like you, a girl has taken your ministry away. Yeah. Some of you have good future, great ministries, but your appetite for sex, yeah, it's a problem. You just can't say no to anything romantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just can't say no. You just can't say no. Once is, it has the sign, uh, signs or the, 
the prince of romance. So, because the girl danced, the king lost control. He said, girl, ask anything to the half of my kingdom. But she had a mother. Mm-hmm. Mom, what should I do? The king said, I'll give you anything. He said, don't worry, you don't need a kingdom. We are here now. John the Baptist, the prophet, tell him you want the head of John the Baptist. What would you do with a head? That means just get, let's get rid of him. When you ask the head, they can't give you the head and leave him alive. No. <laughs> I hope, prophet, how could you die? At, it looks like an accidental death. Mm-hmm. It's uncalled for. It was just a party moment. The king didn't mean it. And the Bible says the king didn't want to do it. Really didn't. But because of, he spoke about it publicly. And people must see that this guy has integrity. So he was forced. So he didn't even want to do it. But he was forced. And I'm wondering what will happen when they go back home. He will tell the wife, you you are a very wicked woman. You made me do that. He, He didn't want to do it. So John the Baptist's death seemed to be accidental. But where was God? How can God allow a prophet to die like that? What is his usefulness? He's finished his job. Wow. Wow. How you die is not as important like what you live for. (laughs) What you live for is more important than how you die. So, he, John the Baptist says that the one I was sent to come and introduce somebody but uh, I don't know him. So how am I going to see when he comes? He said, don't worry, your job, that's always the reason why he's alive. His job was, and someone who was coming to introduce the Messiah, got filled with the Holy Spirit before she was, he was even uh, nine months in his mother's womb. He was filled, the only man in the Bible who was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. Luke chapter 1, verse 16, or I think 15, 16, 17. He, he was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. What? For it will be great in the sight of the, and shall drink not, uh, neither wine nor strong drink. He shall also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Why did he need that? Because he was coming to introduce. See how long it took for God to prepare him to come and introduce the Messiah right from the mother's womb. So he didn't have the privilege of living a normal life or a soft life. Mm. No. Some of you, you can't, you can't live a normal life. You can't live a soft life. You, you don't have the privilege because of the, the weight of the assignment on your life. You can't, you, it's, it's not everybody you can marry. No. This one is my type, but I can't marry him because of my assignment. When you look at your destiny, you cannot affiliate with anybody at all. My affiliates are few. Because of where I'm going, you can't be part of my affiliation. So, John the Baptist was, um, yeah, so he, 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 right from his mother's womb, was filled, with, was filled with the Holy Spirit because of his destiny. And because of that, he couldn't drink anything at all. Yeah. What you eat as normal, he can't eat. 
what you drink as normal, he can't drink. He just couldn't, he couldn't, he didn't have taste for it. He didn't have taste for it. He didn't have taste for it. Some of you, some things you can't just, some places you can't go. It's all, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's still, you can't go. It's not a bad place, but you can't go. It's not a bad place to go. Well, let's go back to the John the Baptist, I don't know him. But the one who sent me, the same, ooh, I like that. He said, the same said to me. You know, he said, the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, on whom you see the Spirit descending and alighting, remaining. On whom you see, the, 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 the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same, that same person is the one. How do you know the one you are going to introduce? Watch the spirit activity on the person. Watch it, just watch it, watch it. Watch how the spirit of God is moving upon this person. You will know there's a unique assignment upon the person's life. God doesn't have any unique assignment in your life until we begin to see how the spirit of God is working on you, convicting you, changing things in you, coming upon you. It's a sign about what you can do for God. So the this, the acid test of who God is using is the, the might is determined by the level of the spiritual Holy Spirit's activity in the person's life. Wow. That's why when you are born again, the next thing you need is the Holy Spirit can start working on you and working in you. So he says that in Joel chapter 2, verse 30, uh, 28, he said, It shall come to pass in the last day that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. All flesh. Somebody say, All flesh. All flesh. Boy's flesh, girl's flesh, mama's flesh, daddy's flesh, all flesh, old flesh, new flesh, young flesh, all flesh, all flesh, including ex's flesh. All flesh. He said, I'll pour my spirit. So that promise, Jesus said, I'm going to go. I finished my job, my, my, my assignment in the flesh on this earth. When Jesus finished his work, he's now going. He told them, now wait, let me tell you something. In Luke chapter 24, verse 40, I like 45 so much. That's not where I'm going, but I just remember 45 verses, so let me go there. I like it. He's, he opened their eye, understanding. I said, then, uh, and he opened their understanding. He took the key, opened it, wow. that they might understand the scriptures. What? Wow. He unlocked their understanding. Open it. One of the prayers you always have to pray when you are coming to church, say, God, open my understanding that I might understand the scriptures. Open my understanding. Open my understanding. Pastor is about to preach. Lord, open my understanding. Open my understanding. Bible said, Jesus opened their understanding. What? That they, they understand that they might understand the scriptures. And then verse 46 says that, and then he said to them, it is written, thus it is written, and that it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. It's all documented. What is going to happen in the Christ's life when he will be born, how long he will live for, what he will do, everything is documented. One person was fit, fitted out the bill. That's why it's sad the Jews still think a Christ is coming. Because our Christ fits all the bill of what the prophets have said. Thus it is written. And so he was pointing them to scripture. Now listen, listen. After the Christ comes physically and he's born by a Virgin Mary and lives a natural life and is, he suffers, not that he will just die, but the Christ, it was necessary for the Christ to suffer. 
His suffering was a necessary aspect of his assignment. So he was born to suffer. Yeah. That's why Peter said, you can't die. He said, get behind me, Satan. Some of us think every suffering is of the devil. <laughs> Certain suffering are a necessary process for your next level. Wow. In fact, it says that after you have suffered a while, God will establish you. Wow. After you have suffered, in First Peter, after you have suffered a while, not for a long, after you have read chapter 5, but God, may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ, after you have suffered a while, do what? Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. What? Perfection, establishment, settlement, and strengthening comes after a little suffering. Wow. For Christ. In fact, he puts it this way. It is said, he said that unto you it's not only given, it's not only given to believe in Christ, but also to suffer. Philippians chapter 1, I think 29. You are not only called to believe, you are also called to suffer. Hallelujah. Yeah. Some of you didn't know it's in the Bible. For unto you it is given on the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. This is Christianity 101. Uh, I, I don't like suffering. You can't live for Christ. So that's why you need the Holy Ghost to suffer. I'm talking about necessary suffering. I'm not talking about any suffering at all. When you are suffering for gossiping about somebody. Suffering is just a part of the process. In Romans chapter 8, verse um, 17... Romans 8, 17, it talks about suffering. 18, rather. I said, for I consider the suffering of this present time are are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be. So that means present time has some suffering. When you are living for Christ, take your cross and follow me. Okay, now, back to Christ. Bible says that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer. It was necessary for the Christ to suffer. And to rise from the dead the third day. Is that the end of the story? No. That, say, that is the beginning of the story. That's the beginning. Oh, that's when we come in. We are outsiders unto his risen from the dead. The resurrection is what now passes the baton to us. Entitlements, and now take it. Without the resurrection, God can't do anything with us. So Christ had to come and suffer. Why did Christ have to suffer? You should know that. To pay the price for our redemption. So the price for the redemption is the suffering he went through. Because in 1 Peter chapter chapter 3, 17 and 18, it talks about suffering and it mentions the suffering of Christ and mentions the reason why Christ suffered. For it's better, if it's the will of God, to suffer for for doing good than to do evil. That means you can suffer for doing evil. How many of you have suffered for doing evil before? We all. You went to steal somebody's money, or you went, you went to kiss somebody's girlfriend. How many of you can admit that sometimes it comes with suffering trying to stay right? Sometimes you are suffering, especially if you are into porn. 
and you just don't want to do it. And you used to do a lot of fornication. And sometimes you are so charged. But you say, for the sake of Christ, Lord, strengthen me, Jesus. Strengthen me, Jesus. Strengthen me, Jesus. It's normal. Okay, it's normal. It's not, there's nothing wrong with you. It's normal. It's the normal Christian life. That's the Christian suffering. If you suffer for that, it's good. It's, suffer, it's better to suffer for doing good than doing the evil thing. It's better. Because the suffering will come. But don't make sure it doesn't come from doing evil. Because when it comes from doing evil, it's full of regrets. When it comes from doing good, it's full of confidence. Because right is might. When you know you are in the right, you know you are in the might. So it says that, uh, then he goes on to talk about verse 18, about Jesus Christ. For Christ also suffered, for what? Once for what? So it's not, he didn't just come to suffer. The suffering had a purpose. Suffered once for sins, that the, the, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Because we are not with God. So someone had to suffer so he can hold your hand. He suffered because you are so sinful. And he's trying to get you to holy God. And he had to pay the price, paying for ultimate price for his life just by trying to get you to God. And so you went through the cross. You can't get to God outside of the cross. The suffering that his holiness is supposed to bring upon you and punish you for your sins, the cross took it. So when you come through the cross, you don't need to suffer for it, die for your sins. So that's why Christ suffered. So he, why did he suffer? To bring us to God. It's, it's in your Bible, see? For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. That's why he suffered. It's in the clean, black, black and white. He suffered that he might bring us to God. That's why he suffered. Because we are so bad. Some of us have done all kinds of things. You, you really, in fact, people know you are bad. Some people, even when they saw, heard that you said you're going to church, they said, never, you, you. The church people don't know you. You are bad. Yes, he suffered from the bad guy like you. So that you can now say, I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So now, after his suffering, for it was according to the scriptures, it was necessary that the Christ should suffer and rise again the third day. So he has finished the suffering. But is that the end? Now, because he suffered, we have access to God. If we come through him, we can get to God. And now, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, that, the, that uh, uh, for his written curse, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us, the Gentiles also, that we will receive the promised Holy Spirit. Ah, so this whole thing is moving towards the Holy Spirit. So that if the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes upon you, or a, and a lion sees you as me, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, tear the lion like a piece of wood. So that's why that promise was I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. So Christ has to die so that all flesh who come to him can now be qualified to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. To receive the Spirit. So he came 
to suffer. Then when he finished the suffering and he resurrected, he told them, he opened their understanding that they might understand the scripture. And he told them, that's the Christ you suffer according to the scriptures and rise again, uh, be, be, uh, be raised or rise again on the third day. And then after that, what? Repentance. And that repentance and removal of sins. Wow! Repentance and removal of sins should be preached. When we go outreaching, our message is repentance. Yes. We preach Christ that leads us to repentance. Repentance to be preached in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem, the center of religious affairs. Whether they say, I'm, really, I'm, I'm, I'm not religious, I'm religious, it doesn't matter. Start from Jerusalem. Wherever, if you are religious, Jerusalem. If you are not religious, it's still catching you up. The repentance, whew, after he, you couldn't preach repentance in his name if he hadn't died. Why? Because when you preach repentance, uh, well, after he died, why did he die? Why did he suffer? Uh, to bring us to God. So now after he has finished suffering, Anybody at all can be brought to God. That's what it is. So after he died and rose, he said that repentance and for the remission. So repentance and the remission, removal of sins should be preached. So the good news is, girl, you don't have to stay in your sins. Your sins can be forgiven. But you can't keep that guilt. Don't keep the guilt. Come to Christ. I know you did, I know you did something very stupid. But don't, don't keep the guilt. She, one, let me say this. Human beings were never meant to carry guilt. No. You, you can carry weight, but not a guilt. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to uh, the farm, some of you don't, do, they don't know farm. But when you go to, let's say, the pig farm, the pig feed, it's not meant for you to be eating. No? You can't, can't be eating that. Or when you go to uh, Sainsbury's, there's a pet food section. You can't go and be buying those things to be eaten. <laughs> yes, even though sometimes they've written on it delicious. <laughs> it's not delicious for you. It's not for you. You, you can't, it's not for your consumption. You can't eat that. It wasn't made with you in mind. Your system can't take it. No. You'll be sick. Yeah. You'll end up in hospital if you go, if you start eating that. Because it was not meant for your system. You know, there are some bacteria that can attack animals, but they can't be transferred to humans. Yeah. Yeah. There are all this COVID-19 stuff, they're not sure where it came from, but some thought it was bats, you know, from, from bats or virus from bats or from animals, how it got mutated and now can work against human beings. Foot and mouth disease, all some of those things, bird flu, all those things are dangerous, but they stay with the animals because, so there are certain food that certain animals can eat, and in spite of the Contamination it doesn't affect them because their system, if you eat it, you will die. You will die. So, we are sinful and we need to get to God. But our sins keep us away. 
And so he had to suffer so that it doesn't matter who you are. You can now, the gap can be bridged. You can come to God. You can come to God. So when we go and we preach, we are preaching forgiveness, repentance, and forgiveness of sins. It's the same as remission of sins. In the name of Jesus Christ. To all nations. That means there are sinners everywhere. Yes. All nations. Preach all nations. Starting from Jerusalem. That's what, these are Jesus' red letters. Jesus' own ways when he resurrected from the dead. After he opened their mind, their understanding to understand the scriptures. This is what he was telling them. So he says that now, look at, look at the progression of God's plan. God wants to get us to himself. But we are so far. Okay, so God himself has to come and send his son to pay the price. How is he going to pay the price? He will live a human life and a perfect life. They will kill him, and then he will die, and he will suffer and die, and then the third day, he will overcome the dead. He will rise again. When he rises, now, God's, because of forgiveness has been procured, or I said it the other time, redemption has been accomplished. Wow. Redemption has been accomplished. He accomplished in New American Standard Version, Luke chapter 1, verse 68. Redemption has been accomplished. So he visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. Now that Christ has accomplished redemption or he has procured, you know, procure, procurement. He has procured redemption. It's now available for all. Now, you cannot, that's why I said Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having been made a, a, a curse for us, for it is written, curse is anyone who hangs upon a pole or a tree. NIV say upon a pole. <laughs> curse is anyone, uh, curse anyone who hangs upon or on a pole. <laughs> so the, the curse came on him so that the blessing can come on us. It's called the great exchange. He took our place in death so we can take his place in living. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Are you getting it? Yes, sir. Right, let's go back to. So, Christ, the, God's plan is sinners must come to him. How are they going to come to him? Christ will come and die, pay for their sins. And once he's paid, he has procured redemption accomplished redemption, now we come into him, now we are on the side of God through redemption, right? Now look at the next verse. Luke chapter, is somebody learning something? Yes. Let's all read it out loud, let's go, verse eight. And you are witnesses of these things. One more time. And you are witnesses of these things. One more time. And you are witnesses of these things. A witness is called to come and testify about what they have seen, what they have tested what they have experienced. He said, what we are going to witness, in this, this is what we are going to witness, that listen, this Jesus thing, remission of sins, repentance, it works, it's in my life, and I'm a living evidence of repentance. Wow. So he said, ye are witnesses of these things. So this is what we are supposed to go and witness. Then he, ta- he tells them that, but wait, ah, wait in Jerusalem, if you're with, you can just go. He says that, and behold, I send you the promise. Say promise. promise. Say promise. promise. I send you the promise of my father. I send the, I send the promise of my father upon you. But, sorry, NIV. But stay in the city until, ah, until you have been clothed. Wow. 
So he said, wait in Jerusalem. Don't go. You are supposed to go and be witnesses. But wait until you are clothed. Clothed with what? No, 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 no. Clothed with what? So we are going to preach, but we are clothed in power. Let the lion come. Let the lion come. Witnesses clothed with power. Witnesses clothed with the reason why you are struggling with the addiction is because you are not allowing the Holy Spirit to clothe you with power. Addiction is a manifestation of weakness. You are not strong. You are not strong. You are not strong. That's why, ah, the thing is coming again. It's got you again. Got you again. Every time I say, this thing is killing me. This thing is, I don't know what, gambling. Oh, this gambling. This alcohol. This alcohol. This porn. Until you recover yourself, I think you should leave Instagram. It will do you good. It's not adding to you. It's rather taking so much from you. Porn. Porn. Both nowadays, porn is not men problem. It's male and female. That's how polluted the generation has become. When you're a man, you're wondering, but why would a woman be tempted by pornography? Satan has expanded his reach. You need to be clothed with power. Yeah. So you can do this your spiritual life properly. Yes. Musicians. <laughs> you need to be clothed with power. <laughs> Listen, if you have not been exposed and compromised, you have to thank God and protect it. Because if you get compromised, it's hard to pull your legs off. That's why some of you who are young, you have to be careful about your friends. Because some of the bad things, someone introduced you to it. But when the Holy Ghost comes, he said, wait until you are endued with power. And the power is from on high. They see you as normal Ayo. They see you as normal Michael. But you are endued with power. Yeah. You are enveloped. You are, you, are, you are covered with power. That's why the Holy Spirit came. Jesus came to die. That after suffering and resurrecting, repentance and remission of, of sins be preached in his name. And then we become, once you preach it, we are the witnesses of that. And then the Holy Ghost comes upon us. Say the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So he said, you shall be endued with power. In Acts chapter um, 1 verse 4, when he had assembled with them, he, he told them, they asked him, when are you going to restore the, uh, actually he told them that he commanded them not to depart. The same thing, that what we read in Luke, this is the, uh, the Acts version that they shouldn't depart from Jerusalem, but they should wait for them. For the what? They should wait for what? For the who, who made that promise? God, Joel, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. He said, Wait for the promise because now that I've died, I've resurrected, and I've brought you to God, the promise can come upon you. So in Acts chapter 2, I taught you that in 33, mm-hmm. that it says that, uh, verse 32, Acts 2 32. He says that this Jesus God has raised up of 
which we are all witnesses. You remember this? It's almost similar to what we read, he must suffer and be raised the third day, right? So God has raised up and we are witnesses of his resurrection. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father, what? The what? So when he went to heaven, he went, as soon as he got to heaven in his ascension, he received a promise from the, fa- from the Father. And now, because he has brought us to the Father, we are capable of receiving the Spirit. And he poured his Spirit upon us. Therefore, I will pour my Spirit upon all flesh. So he says that he received the promise from the, from the Father, the promise of the Holy Spirit. He poured out this upon you, which you see and hear. He poured and when the Holy Spirit comes, you always see and hear something. Yeah. Uh, so now, it is, it is a necessary aspect. Even Jesus, the things he did was not worthy of recording when the Holy Spirit was not upon him. So in Acts chapter, um, Acts 10, 37, 38, 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing, wow. So even Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He needed, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Say the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Say power. Power. Say the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Say it properly. Say power. Power. Say the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Power. Power. The Holy Spirit. Spirit. Power. Power. So, Jesus said that um, he was Tarry, don't wait in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. And then they asked him, at what time are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus said, it is not for you to know what God has in his power. Those things are not necessary. Verse 7. Those things are not necessary. But verse 8, he said, however, you shall receive power. Ooh. Ah, the kind of power that came upon something. He said, you shall receive it. You are struggling with something? Don't worry, power is coming. Amen. Someone shout, power! power! Shout, power! power! You can't be a Christian without power. Yes. No, 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 you can't. Because it's too hard, it's too hard. You can't do it. How can you walk with God without power? It's just like I'm driving to Birmingham and you say you are walking or you are riding your bicycle. So you want to come along with, I should drive you, ride your bicycle. You can't. It's a, I'm going to France. I'm going through the channel tunnel. He said, no, you will swim. Oh, yeah, go swim. He said, so you can't, you, you can't keep up with me. Sometimes you are driving in town and you see these bicycles. You can tell, no, this bicycle is not a normal bicycle. But the way it's moving, the guy doesn't paddle much. He just that, especially those delivery rules. Uh, he paddles one, two, and the thing is moving like a motor. Ah, this is not that, listen, this is not a normal bicycle. So if you also have a normal bicycle and you want to compete, you are making a mistake because this one has some power addition. He paddles little and the thing is amplified. In the same way, when the Holy Ghost come upon you, when the Holy Spirit come upon you, when the Holy Ghost come upon you, you receive power! Shout So what we do in Christ, we are not doing it because it's a religious tick box. We do it because we have been empowered. And do not move. We have been empowered. We have been empowered. That's why everybody needs the Holy Spirit. So Paul, 
in Acts chapter 19 from verse 1, he said, whilst Apollos was occurring, Paul having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus and finding certain disciples, asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believe? And they said, we do have not heard of anything as much as, uh, we have not heard of anything like the Holy Spirit. He said, so into what then were you baptized? And they said, John's baptism. He said, but John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. But he told them that those who believe uh, after, uh, those who believe in Christ, uh, they should believe in uh, John's baptism, baptism, saying that the people should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ. And by, when they heard this, they were all baptized. Woo! And when they heard this, they were all baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Paul had laid his hand upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them. What? And they started to prophesy and speak in tongues. Wow! So he made believers. Look at verse 1. Whilst Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, Paul having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus, and finding certain what? He found disciples, some disciples. I'm reading from King James. He found certain, certain disciples. He found them. So that's a disciple. Oh, that's a disciple. And do you know the question he asked disciples? He said, have you received the Holy Spirit? That means after you become born again, the next thing is you the Holy Spirit. Amen. The born again experience in itself is not an end. It's a means into receiving the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow. Yeah. Look, look, look. One thirty-five says, "The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall." Let's all say that together. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. One more time. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. One more time. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest shall louder. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Now, you are reading it for yourself. The Holy Spirit shall come upon me, and the power of the highest shall Let's go. The Holy Spirit will come upon me, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. One more time. The Holy Spirit will come upon me, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Say it and see it. See it. As you are saying it, you know that. Listen, addiction is never a problem for someone who is Holy Ghost baptized. Oh. The Holy Ghost comes upon you. What's addiction? Because someone is just riding normal bicycle. You are riding, riding electric bike. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it changes the dynamics around your life. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, power. A supernatural power, new, new, new level of divine authority has been introduced into your life. Amen. The Holy Spirit shall come upon me, and the power of the highest shall overshadow me. Let's go. The Holy Spirit shall come upon me, and the power of the highest shall overshadow me. Say it again. The Holy Spirit shall come upon me, and the power of the highest shall overshadow me. This addiction problem that you've been having, how can you overcome it? I need to hear you with some confidence and boldness. These challenges and problems you are going through, how can you deal with it? The Holy Spirit will come upon me, and the power of the highest will me. This lust for sex and lust for money and lust for boys and girls that you are struggling with, how shall you overcome it? The Holy Spirit will come upon me, Inability to study and stay focused on your education. How shall you overcome it? Holy Spirit will come upon me, and the power of the highest shall overshadow me. 
educational struggles you are having, how shall you overcome it? You want to do the work of God, but you are always struggling. How can you be able to do it? Say, Holy Spirit, fall afresh. came to pass while the people were being baptized Jesus also being baptized and he was praying in Luke chapter 3 verse 21 he was praying and the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit as he said the Spirit of God descended or a voice came from heaven came from heaven or the Spirit of God the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven and said you are my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. When he was being baptized, the heavens were open. Now, when Mary went to Elizabeth's house in Luke chapter 1, verse 39 or 40, when he went to Elizabeth's house, and she said, cheers. <laughs> said, hello. As soon as she said, hello, Bible says that Elizabeth, when Elizabeth had the greetings of Mary, the baby in her womb the baby leaked in a womb. What? What happened? It's Elizabeth who heard the voice, but it affected the baby. When a Holy Spirit filled person is speaking, it goes deeper than the surface. It affected the baby in a womb. I have a feeling that as I'm speaking, your destiny baby. Wait, 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 wait. Some of you by destiny, you are meant to be a bishop. By destiny, you are meant to be a prime minister. By destiny, you are meant to be a business tycoon. By destiny, you are meant to be a wonderful wife, a wonderful husband, a great mother, a great preacher, a great pastor. It is in your destiny. But as I'm speaking, I can see the Holy Ghost is going deep to activate that destiny baby. The Holy Spirit is going deep to activate that whole So shall leave me. Sit down. I need to finish. Shout yes, Lord. Shout yes, Lord. All these things that God wants to achieve in your life, how can it be? You got it. You got it. Yeah. There are all these great things that God is, you are not capable of doing, but God still wants to achieve it in your life. How shall these things be? great height. You are about to make global news. You are, you are about to become an international phenomenon. You are about to break records and set records. But when you look at who you are and where you are, it's not achievable. How can this be? 
So when Mary greeted Elizabeth, and Elizabeth heard what you hear matters. Elizabeth heard the greetings, just greetings, not gossip, not singing, greetings. Holy Ghost filled greetings. When she heard it, the baby in her womb. Some of you, as I'm preaching, something is happening to you. Something is happening to you. It's like you are coming to the birth position. You, it's like delivery. Something is about to happen. As I'm preaching. When she heard the greetings of Elizabeth, sorry, Mary, the baby in her womb leaped for joy. For joy. Can a baby get excited? Yeah. The baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth said, where you are? What? Look at the next verse. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the initial signs is you speak out. Ah! Hallelujah! You speak out the words of God. You speak out the word of God. Because when the Holy Spirit fills people, one of the early signs of the feeling of the Holy Spirit is they speak in Acts chapter 2 verse 4 and they were all filled. Oh, I feel like preaching now. Acts 2 verse 4 and they were all filled with what? The Holy Spirit. And what happened? And they began to speak. How are you filled here? There's no speaking. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with tongues. As the Spirit, the Spirit. They were doing the speaking, but the Spirit is the instrumental cause behind it. The Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit gave them utterance. In Acts chapter 8, verse 15, when Jerusalem, the apostles in Jerusalem, when they heard that Samaria has received the word, that means Samaria has embraced Christ. Samaria, people have become born again. That's when Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ. There were signs and wonders. Simon the sorcerer even converted and believed also. Bible, Simon the Bible says Simon the sorcerer himself believed also. What? For, for a long time, he has bewitched the people. Simon himself believed also. Okay, that's a serious statement. Simon, very prominent person, but he was meddling in magic and occult. People even believed that he was like a God person. Some, but when he saw what the Holy Ghost was, when he saw real power at work wow. in the life of Philip, the Bible said he also believed. He believed. So there was a great move of God there, but it wasn't complete. And it wasn't sustainable. The reason why you are born again and you keep dipping and dipping and dipping is because something that will make your born again experience sustainable is missing. So when Bible says that when the apostles in Jerusalem, they heard that Samaria has received the word, they sent Peter and John, who when they came, what she says in the Bible, who when they came, prayed that they may receive. Being born again is not the end in itself. You are born again so that the spirit, you shall receive the spirit. So they sent Peter and John, who when they came, prayed that they will receive the Holy Spirit. And when they laid their hands on them, the Holy Ghost came upon them. Laid their hands on them then to receive the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 18. And now when Simon saw that the Holy Spirit is given, how did he know the Holy Spirit had come? Because when the Holy Spirit came, there will be external initial activities. And usually it's always speaking. We can't keep quiet. In Acts chapter 10, verse 44. Whilst 
Peter yet spoke this words. Wow, Peter yet spoke this words. As soon as he mentioned repentance in 43, as soon as he mentioned repentance and remission of sins in 43, to him gave all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins. As soon as he mentioned remission of sins, started from repentance, the remission of sins. Look at the next verse. As soon as he said it, whilst Peter was, what happened? The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who, who, who did he, who did he fall upon? Who did he fall upon? So if you couldn't hear Peter, he wasn't coming to you. If you could, or it's only those who were hearing. All those who heard the word. All those who heard the word, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. Suddenly, I taught you this before. The Jews who think Gentiles can't receive the Holy Spirit, can't come to God. They saw. The Holy Spirit has been given to them. But the Holy Spirit is spirit. How do you know? How did they see? 46 tells us how they saw it. 45 said they were astonished. Look at 45. They were astonished. Just the circumcised who came to Peter, with Peter, they were astonished that the Holy Spirit, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured on the Gentiles also. <laughs> Gentiles! But how did they know? Look at the next verse. First, four. That word there, four. Because they heard them what? So all those who receive the Holy Spirit, one of the common manifestations is they speak in tongues and prophet, magnify God. So when they heard the people, they said, ooh, it has come upon them. It has come upon them. The Holy Spirit has come upon them. Whilst Peter was speaking, he didn't even lay hands. He, the Spirit of God came upon them. Just came upon them. That is what sustained the revival at um, Tameria. Because the Holy Spirit came. When the Holy Spirit comes, he comes to settle, settle the work of God. He comes to cement the work of God. That's why if you are born again and you haven't received the Holy Spirit, baptism, Holy Spirit baptism. Everybody who is born again has the Spirit of God with him. But he says that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon. And the Spirit of God came mightily upon Samson. He comes upon for function. When you, are, when, you receive, when you are born again, the Holy Spirit lives in you with Christ and the Father. They live in you for life. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you for function and service, that's where you have to wait and seek Him. So you can preach boldly. So you can receive power. That one is for fireworks. Fireworks. When you are born again, it comes, it come, it comes it's, it's called the essential supply. Essential supply means that this is necessary for living. So everybody who has Christ, who is in Christ, has the spirit of Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 9. He said, if you don't have the spirit of Christ, you are none of his. So if you belong to Christ, you have the spirit of Christ. Is there? Romans chapter 8 verse 9. It says that, um, but ye are not in the flesh by the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So when you are born again, the spirit of Christ indwells, that's the word, indwells or dwells inside you. That's why you see, you could, Christ had to suffer and pay for your sins. Because Holy Spirit, holy, can't come and stay. Can you imagine you the way you were? 
How can holy come and stay inside you? It can't happen unless Christ pays for your sins and washes you with his blood, washes your sins. Now the Holy Spirit can come and stay inside you. Now watch this. So when you are born again, the Spirit of God indwells you essentially. When I say essentially, this, the, the, what, what makes you the child of God is the current of God flowing in you. And the character of God is almost like the spirit of God. That's what makes you the child. But now to be able to work for God, you need the Holy Spirit. It's like a mantle. Ah! It is called the economic supply. So economically, the Holy Ghost, every police officer has a uniform. Yes, every nurse has a uniform. Right? Every soldier has a uniform. It's necessary. Every pilot has a uniform. Every flight attendant has a uniform. Everyone. And even students are supposed to have uniforms. <laughs> but what makes you an officer in the army? What makes you an army officer, a police officer? After your training, you must pass through all the, the ceremonies and they give you a uniform. British and service number. British Airways. When you leave British Airways, either they sack you or you leave, you have to return your wings. They give you a badge, it's called wings. And then they give you traveling bag. You know, that, that uh, uh, carry-on bag. They give you that, they give you the uniform. As soon as you leave, you return the uniform, you return the wing, you return the hat or the tie or the cravat, and you return the bag. It's not yours. You ret- even though some of it you pay part of it, you have to return it. It's British Airways. But they can't, how can you start flying without uniform? You have finished the course, so you know everything. Actually, you have finished piloting, instructi- uh, pilot instructing uh, school. You finished it, and you, in fact, you were a star. But listen, you need the uniform to be a flying officer. You know, so when you are born again, essentially you have the spirit. But now to start working and manifesting the Holy Spirit, manifesting you, He has to come upon you like the way He came upon Samson. The way He came upon Elijah. He said, Jesus Christ. Did you see what Jesus Christ said? In Isaiah chapter 51, 61, Jesus Christ speaking in Isaiah. What? He spoke in Isaiah. He said, The Spirit of God is what? Upon me. me. Upon me. Not just inside me. It's upon me. The Spirit, uh, that's Luke chapter 1, verse, sorry, chapter 4, verse 18. The Spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me too. That's now, this is talking about work. 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 This work. This is economic. Is to do the economy, the money, God, God's system, God's program of winning souls and building the church. You have to wear the uniform, and the uniform is the Holy Spirit. That is why He said, "You shall be clothed." Ah! Luke chapter twenty-four, verse 40, uh, forty-nine. Clothed. That's like a uniform. It's just like a uniform. You have been clothed, clothed, clothed with the Holy Spirit. In the King James Version, he said in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, you shall be endued. The endued is like the way you put something in an envelope. You put money in the envelope or you put keys in the envelope and seal the envelope. That's what it means to be endued. So you are the key and the Holy Ghost is the envelope. You shall be endued. says that on high. You shall be endued with power from on high. 
how shall you accomplish all these things that you want to do for God? That's why we need the Holy Spirit. God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.